And the show has started. What's wow. up? Whoa. Wow. Cool. Cool. Really cool. Great <laughs> great intro. Russo, Nick Russo, friend of the show. Nick, do you know how many times you've been on? It's getting up there. I think at, at least four or five now. I would say at least four or five. Plus, you were also a guest when me and Pat were just doing the show back at Marquette. Yep. So. That's right. Yeah. So it's it's been a decent amount of times, and we're always happy to have you on. And every year we've had you on to talk about the Oscars. And I think, I don't know if it was last time or the time before, but one time you had an exact record. You got every prediction right. Skeptics will say that we recorded that episode after the Oscars had already happened. I believe that you're just that good. Yeah, I think so. And actually, last I don't know if it was the last time or not, but the last time, I believe, was the last time I saw you in person. That's true. Yes. when I did, Yeah, right. That was the last time we saw you. That was like February of last year. Yeah, maybe late January, but 2020 before it all yes. went down. Not to play, not to play favorites here, but when's the last time you saw me in person? I mean, Nation Two. Ooh, it's a good question as well. Uh, it needs to be sooner. I'll say that much. Oh, I I know uh, it was uh, one of the um, polar plunges. So it wasn't back to college. I was worried it was all the way back to college. Ah, uh, uh, I think that is correct. The yeah. mime, the mime polar plunge. The uh, Chicago Polar Plunge doing the Chippendales. Oh, it was Chippendales. Okay, okay. I was trying to think. Yeah, that's when you were there, Pat. I, I thought you were as a mime. You, Pat was also there as the mime year. I think I did it twice because I remember yes. buying the um, the cosmetic stuff to do the mime thing. And then yes. I remember you guys all took your shirt off and had a keg party. Had a beer, take so. your shirt off, have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You take your shirt off, yeah. you know, you, you have a beer. You, you got made fun of by the... Uh, that UK website. That's right. Daily Mail roasted us. Yeah. Chip and fails. They called us a chip and fails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a classic. So, Nick, this has been a weird year. So we're going to talk about Oscars. And it's been a very weird year for movies. Obviously, it's been a weird year in general, but like very specifically movies. Because uh, have you seen... When was the last time you saw a movie in the theater? Um... Unfortunately, it was Sonic the Hedgehog in February of last year. <laughs> That's so I didn't go out. Well, it was okay. It wasn't terrible. I saw it with my nephew and Leslie. Okay. Shout out to the family. Okay. So, yeah, it's been a while. I'm getting close, though, because I'm, I'm fully vaxxed now, fully torqued. Yeah. Ready to go back in. I saw one. I saw one movie, and it was Honest Thief, which I helped with the financing of, and that was back oh, in, right. like, I just had to see it. And I'm like, how many opportunities are I going to see something that I worked on in theaters? So I saw it, in right. like, maybe, like, three months ago or something. And so I've seen one in the last year. It's, it's just weird when you're used to 
knowing what movies are out and what movies are popular because of what you're seeing in theaters. Like a lot of times the theater sales drive what people watch, you know, yep. not in theaters. So the when I saw the list of Oscar movies, I'm like, I had not even heard of the majority of these. And yeah. And yeah, so it just was weird to me when I saw the list and I was like, and I like maybe two or three of them I heard of, but majority of them I didn't even hear of. And it's just because I'm not like seeing, not going to the theaters, I'm not seeing all these things. So what are your thoughts about this year versus past year quality wise of movies? Yeah. And the only thing I'll add to that is a few of them didn't even come out until 2021, like January, February. Oh, really? And even March. Some of them like technically like had a, a limited release in 2020 and screened at festivals like so to allow them to be in, in the Academy Awards. Yeah. But then this year, the Oscars were just so pushed back. Like they would have been done by now. It was a normal yeah. year. Yeah. They probably had to do that because there were so few films that were released in the, within the last year. I mean, right. there was production was shut down, especially in the U S for about nine months for most, for most things. And some people were filming in like places like Australia, places where you could contain things a little more um, Australia. And then there was some like random, like, you know, islands places that people were, were filming on um, because it's easier to like kind of say, you know, section off an island than it is like a whole country. And so some had been, you know, gone through that way and some got kind of done last, you know, within the last little bit. But yeah. do you feel like the quality did lack of these movies compared to past? I think like as a, a pool of movies. So if we're just talking like best picture, the one, two, three, four, eight, seven, eight of them. Yeah. Um, like on collectively are, are pretty solid, but like my favorites of them do not, they're not better than my favorites in recent years, if that makes sense. Like yes, Parasite yes. was one of my favorites in the, like the last 10 years combined. And that yes. was just, just last year. None of these would probably, if this, if, if this was like 2019, just from a standpoint of it being included in the previous decade, I'd say none of, none of these would be in my best of the decade list. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Pretty harsh, Nick. That's pretty harsh. There he is. <laughs> Steve's back. <laughs> Steve's back. My favorite Korean. You know I love the Oscars, baby. <laughs> I just want to put this out there. I'm going for a Sasha Baron Cohen sweep. Uh, oh. He's got uh, Best Supporting Actor from... Uh, my wife. What's his movie? Yeah, my wife. He's No, he's Best Supporting <laughs> Actor. Trial of Chicago 7. Uh, didn't see it. Oh, Best yeah, supporting actress, Maria Bakalova, uh, Borat. You, another adapted screenplay, Borat. Boom. He's going for the sweep. That's my thoughts. I'm what I'm delivery? That was great. I'm leaving the call. This guy did his homework. <laughs> the Real good. quick on that, the um, Maria. Okay, I joined the call again. Sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 He just he actually did leave the call and then rejoined just to prove a point. But. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, and Borat, the the woman who plays his, his daughter in that movie, Maria something, Baklava. I, oh, I don't want to say it's Baklava because that's a food. But she's probably the best part of that movie. I'm, I'm surprised she got nominated just because it's kind of it's not an Oscar movie. No. But um, she she's pretty good in it. Worth worth it. That Yeah, that one I surprisingly did not see because I was a big Sasha Baron Cohen. I liked his original like Ali G show, which featured Borat and stuff. I've seen all yep. the movies and stuff. So I, that one I should see, especially if it's on this list. Nick, what are your big kind of 
surprises? What what kind of things? Obviously, you're saying kind of Borat surprised you being in this. What are other kind of surprising things as you were looking through the nominees? Well, it's easy to I'll first point out the not surprises because that's always easier. Um, it, there's Oscar voters go for like a certain type of movie, as, mm-hmm. as I'm sure you've seen. Yes. Like they have to be capital I important. Yeah. Such as the trial of the Chicago Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Mank and Nomadland. Mank is like a Hollywood movie about the making of Citizen Kane and the and the writer who oh, wrote that's... it. So <laughs> the Oscar voters love movies about movies yes. and about Hollywood. Yes. Like the artist so, a decade ago. Nick, wasn't Mank though? Isn't that the sequel to Monk, the TV series? Isn't that kind of like the movie version of the TV series? That's what I thought. You you guys are close. It's a prequel to Monk with Tony Shalhoub. (laughs) Oh, I was confused when I didn't watch any of the movies nominated for any Oscar. At the end, I can tell you where you you can find them without having to pay for them. Several of them are streaming, I think. And then Judas and the Black Messiah, that's another quote-unquote important one, which is a good one. Yeah. Um, So, surprises... um, Promising Young Woman, I'd say, is a surprise just because it's like a low-key indie movie. Yeah. I think it was at Sundance, and then it made a big splash there. Would have, would never see a movie like that normally up for Best Picture. Maybe like adapted screenplay or original screenplay, something like that. Yeah. Um, Carrie Mulligan's in that. She's she's awesome. I think she might win. She yeah, was just on best, SNL. Best Actress winner. Oh, really? Yeah. She's uh, Marcus Mumford's wife, so that's yes. for you, Pat. That's that's a big Mumford and Sons fan. Big Mumford and Sons guy. Pat has seen them. Pat, you sent them at like four or five different venues, if I'm not mistaken. Where's this going? That's it. We just wanted to point that out. When have I seen Mumford and Sons, Nick? Four times. Yeah, yeah tell Brad- me where and when. Bradley Center in 84. 84. Wow. <laughs> you were young. Yeah, yeah I was seven years premature, but that's awesome. <laughs> Mumford was singing. He knew. Good joke. He knew you were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Instead of doing fucking movies, maybe we should just do comedy. You guys are fucking hilarious. This is awesome. <laughs> yes, and only fan. Mumford yes, and, and Sons based comedy, though. I'm trying to pass up volume hey. for for your least favorite guest on the it, show. It was not your fault. It was mine. It was your heart on the line. There oh, you go. Oh, 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 oh. You have seen Mumford. <laughs> Yeah, I have heard them on the radio when I used to have a car. <laughs> you know, if Chubstep really takes off, you can get a car. The money truck, baby. Can't wait. Perfect. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that was that was a surprising one. Promising young woman. Uh, what was another one to you? Maybe uh, Minari with Stephen Yoon from he's Glenn from Walking Dead. Yeah, the actor in this movie. And great, great actor. Great actor. But can we like? I used to watch Walking Dead. He definitely should have died in that one scene where he was just surrounded by the zombies, like underneath <laughs> a car. And then that's kind of after, right after that is about when I stopped watching it because all of a sudden he was just alive. Oh no! no. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, mean, I always kind of have that one for so long. Yeah. Everyone has their stopping point story. Jumping the shark. Their jump the shark moment, if you will. Jumping the shark. Good. But Minari's good. Uh, I saw that one I liked a lot um, about a Korean-American family in Arkansas in the, in the 80s trying to make it farming. Mm-hmm. Very very soft, quiet, not much happens. Not overly dramatic, which is a surprise for like an Oscar movie. Yeah. But it, but it really 
understated subtle movie. I was going to say, you're really selling a movie. Not a lot happens in it. It sounds great. Well, it's one of those. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just uh, more lyrical and, and uh, okay, pretty okay. to watch. But I'd say my favorite from the list is probably Sound of Metal. Okay. Uh, with Riz, Riz Ahmed, who was in Nightcrawler and The Night of on yes. HBO. Yes. Good, good actor. He's a, a punk rock drummer who starts to go deaf and he has to deal with that and how it affects his life. Um, it's similar situation to maybe like Promising Young Woman where it's more, it's more of an indie movie that I guess it's, it's partially an Oscar movie in that, in that it's really towards the end, it gets really sad and, and dramatic and you're wondering what's going to happen to him. If he can play the drums again, if he can be in a rock band. Yeah. So this is a song. I So Riz Ahmed, like three years ago, I said, here's my list of like my three favorite up and coming actors that kind of like I'd seen in one thing, but I really liked them in like this couple small things I'd seen. Riz was on that list because uh, I'd seen him in The OA and uh, The Night Of at that point. Yeah. And he was really yeah, good in both of those. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Um him and I would put Daniel Kaluuya on that list too from uh, Get Out, and he's the star of Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. He plays Fred Hampton. He's up for him and um, Lakeith Stanfield, who I also like, are are up for best supporting actor against each other. Ooh, yeah. Hate to see that. Yeah, hate to see it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say, who do you think's gonna win next? <laughs> uh, best picture. The I think the odds. The Vegas folks are saying Nomadland right now with Francis McDormand. I think it won the Golden Globe, which yeah. Golden Globes are trash. Yeah, but I guess they're a little bit of a indicator for for the the award season. So that one, it's it's a good movie. I, I just I didn't love it. Um, the director Chloe Zhao is good. She might win Best Director. She won the Golden Globe for that. So I, I'd say that, mm-hmm. and then pop, the possible alternative might be. I'm going to say Mank. No one's talking about it, but it's a Hollywood movie, like I mentioned. Yeah, that's always, yeah, always a What do you think about the snub of Bad Boys for Life not being nominated Ooh. for Best Picture? Did that come out last year? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it. I mean, I'm sure it made more money than all of the movies on the Oscar list combined. So shouldn't did. it be based off what makes the most money? That's the best movie. Yeah, that's the best, according to the old box office. Yeah, so why don't we Bad Boys for Life, two hundred million dollars? I think the best movie of all time would be what uh, Avengers Endgame. Yeah, it is the best movie of all time. <laughs> okay, it's hard. It's to better than it. it's better than Nomad Land. No one's gonna see a movie called Nomad Land. <laughs> I thought Munger Road made the most money of all time. <laughs> Munger Road it made the most money. No, Munger Road. Here's the fun. So. There actually is something that it did win. I think it actually did make the most money, like per theater, um, like on one day. And it was basically they, they like, you know, they sold like expensive tickets for like a one theater thing. And so, whatever day it was, I think it actually was the number one in the country for per theater. They only had it in like one theater. (laughs) And so, uh, there was some ridiculous stat with it. But Munger Road was, yeah, a movie based in our hometown. that was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it is anymore. That's, impre- that's an impressive stat. Nick, for, for people listening out there, what do you think has the most... Because like I have not seen a bunch of these. So pick your top three 
that you think like the majority of people listening would enjoy to actually watch of these of these movies and it doesn't have to be best picture but any of these ones that are just listed in any of these what are your kind of three ones you're like oh that's a solid movie well i think must see outside of the top three that you just requested for uh is ma rainey's black bottom because it's chadwick boseman's last movie r.i.p yeah um and he's great in it he's up for best actor in a leading role alongside viola davis yep He's a good actor, not not just in Black Panther, um, but in this movie and, and a couple others action movies I've seen. Judas and the Black Messiah on HBO Max, mm-hmm. just a good historical drama. Yeah, it would pair well with the Trial of the Chicago Seven, I think, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. St- I mean, I, I would say stay away from Mank. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a fan. Yeah, uh, Soul is good on Disney Plus. That, yeah, that's up for animated feature film. Yeah. I've heard good things about that. There is just off of premise alone. Like if, if you're trying to find something that you're just reading and seeing if something will hook you, this great Danish movie that's up for best international feature, as well as the director is up for best directing, which is occasionally that that happens. And it's always surprising. Like a, a, a international director makes it into that list. Yeah. Um, it's called another round starring Mads Mikkelsen, which people would know from Casino Royale. He's the bad guy the oh, chief yeah, yeah. with the, the weird eye. Yes. The blood is, yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great actor. One of my favorites, but he's in this movie where a few professors like middle-aged kind of midlife crisis type situation. And they find this study by maybe like a Norwegian researcher who claims that if you maintain a blood alcohol content of like 0.05 throughout the entire day you'll have more fulfilling life professionally and personally yeah you know what i just sort of woke up in a parking lot i don't really remember the details too much so they try this barely anything (laughs) yeah it's it's legal limit but it's it's like a beer an hour or something it sounds loosely like the movie Crank with Jason Statham. It sounds, yeah, it sounds like it would be a um, like a far fetched comedy, like a Hangover or something. Mm-hmm. But it 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 does have comedy elements in in it, but it's also very serious for how it affects their their families and their lives. But it's it's pretty interesting. I I was thinking if you want to sound very highbrow and like talk down to people a lot, anytime somebody asks you about a movie. You know, have you seen a certain movie or whatever? You can just say, "I only watch foreign Denmark movies. I don't even watch American cinema." I yeah, feel like exactly. that'd be a good way to say it. Like if you do um, IMDb reverse order popularity, yes, that's the way yes. to go. <laughs> exactly. What are the ones? What are literally the least popular movies that came out in twenty twenty? That's right, and then cross reference it with with uh, their Rotten Tomato score or something. Yes. Yeah. I've had to watch quite a few of those doing these uh, Billy Bob Thornton and Jeff Goldblum oh, yeah. and Brendan Fraser movie reviews. Yeah, that'll get you. Yeah, there's a bit a few of those that I've seen like, you know, zero percents and stuff like that <laughs> after I did it. I watched Dead Man last week, which I know you didn't like. I, yeah, I know. I, I saw your review on it. You liked it. So I, I was going to yeah, pick it a bone with you. I, I feel like Pat would like the score. I don't know. If, I don't remember if you mentioned that on the podcast, but the uh, the soundtrack is all Neil Young electric guitar. Oh, it's good. It's good. Yeah, Nick, my problem with that one is it just, I don't know. I did not, I, I just could not 
I didn't like the style at all. I just couldn't get over the yeah. style. I'm all about me, baby. Are there any... So thank you for... I think that's a perfect Oscar preview. Are there any uh, Chubstep-related questions or things you had other than Oscar stuff? Well, I got a few. I would, I would shout out Chubstep Jack and Chubstep AJ because I ran into them on Saturday. Nice. Um, two of Marquette's finest uh, volleyball alumnus, alumni. Yeah. Good guys living in Wauwatosa now. I'll try not to, um, what's the word, uh, dox them, but that's where they live. Just do cross streets. So, we don't need, like, exact address. Yeah, yeah. We don't need coordinates. So those guys, they're good. They're doing well. Um, and then shout out Steve, little Stevie Ribeiro, who's my newest follower on Letterboxd, the, nice. the film reviewing social network. So check him out if, if you can't find him or if you want to find him. I recommend looking for him. He likes to stay pretty low key, though. So he sometimes he doesn't want to be found. Okay, some people are like that. That's not him, but yeah, keep going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and questions. I mean, the only the only question I, I'll I'll throw to you guys is I, I can uh, stay on longer if you if you want. Otherwise, I can get off if you have personal, private conversations that you have to have. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about um, Jared's alcohol addiction. I thought you were going to talk about like. Jared was on a trip and it took 20 minutes to park. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> talk to your mother about this shit. I did want to talk about Steed. I know this is going to come up because me and Steed watched the Jake Paul fight uh, last week. Yes. Yeah. And You know what? That was actually my talking point. So I'm glad we're bringing this up. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. Good. Steed invites me over. Like, I never, you know, he's like, oh, let's check out my place. It started at 8. I thought I showed up like 8.05, 8.10. I thought I was going to be miss the whole thing. You know, I'm like, oh, they're just going to do a fight. You know, <laughs> it's going to be over. We show yeah. up. We find some illegal stream. First of all, streaming uh, streaming of, of like finding these streams, like the cracked Reddits or all these type of things are insane. It's such a insane world of trying to just watch something, like clicking on a million links that pop up and ads that bring uh, you, you to porn you, sites. Yeah, and you then, have to exit yeah. out of six and not just normal porn it's all like cartoon uh getting sex with uh the girl from frozen and you're like what, what the hell <laughs> yeah, man i'm just, I'm just trying you to guys watch. are noobs man i i clicked on one link that was it well one link yeah i watch ufc all the time the stream started going down we had a couple stream issues and then we had to go to backup sites wild obviously i don't want to get arrested so i'll share with you offline yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we were watching that on the you know pro streaming network we're talking about our friend who did this wink yeah <laughs> wink there's any fbi agents so listening in yeah so we, we had steve turn it on and i thought first of all we thought we had the wrong stream because it was like 40 minutes of the black keys playing and I'm like, what is this? They did like a whole set. <laughs> Steve did a great explanation. I know Nick Russo is a big Black Keys fan, but I, I like, I, I like, I don't need to see 40 minutes of a of a thing between a boxing fight. And they're basically, it's a fight. It was like, I, I would say the whole thing. Here's the the story. End of the story is it lasted four hours, and there was maybe 25 minutes of actually fighting. I, that's a that's too much. General, I'd say fifteen minutes. You know what? The most ridiculous thing about it was the commentary. I mean, like you just wouldn't see that anywhere else. Like the last was, fight, Snoop was like, "Get my motherfucking money, Jake!" 
Get my motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it was real. And the main commentators, like, they sucked. They were so boring. And they had no idea what's going on. They're like, oh, uh, Snoop Dogg's here now. And Snoop Dogg's just, like, smoking weed. <laughs> Man, I'm so high. And they're like, wow, that's crazy. Oh, uh, Pete Davidson. Oh, Pete Davidson's taking a selfie with Mario Lopez. <laughs> like, that was the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, talking about you want You want to hear something really weird? I actually worked with that Ray Flores guy maybe, like, I don't know, eight, nine years ago. Like a long time ago, nicest guy in the world. Like he was like super nice and stuff. And then he's on this boxing event, and he's like, "Yeah, I just told my boss to go fuck himself, so that's why I'm back here." <laughs> like the whole thing just made no sense. Yeah, <laughs> they like were like, "Oh, we have to fill four hours for whatever reason, and we're gonna give people really loose idea of what to do, but they don't actually know what's going on. They're just like, hey, Pete, talk, you got to fill 15 minutes here. Uh, just walk around and figure out something to do.'" Like, Pete Davidson's just walking around. <laughs> yeah. There was, like, it was so poorly, like, coordinated and stuff like that. Also, the worst, maybe the worst performance I'd ever seen in my life, Saweetie, who I was not familiar with prior to that, singing for a bunch of, Pat, do you remember this performance? Is this the um, the female performance that had, like, it all was... the random rap songs in it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Doja Cat. Doja wasn't... Cat's my girl. So here's the thing, like when they were doing like those like musical performances, I would put it on mute, open another browser and watch something else and just oh, okay, come back okay. when it was over because I knew it was going to be bullshit. Yeah, we sat through. Saweetie was um, moving her mouth. The song was moving the to a different way. Yeah. She was lip syncing so like poorly it was just like oh all right she put we're done she put almost zero effort into actually like i never seen somebody put less effort into not only the singing part the dancing was terrible but also just the singing no effort to even sound like she was actually trying to sing it live it yeah was almost i was almost offended by i was offended yeah (laughs) yeah all the other acts were i would say pretty good yeah um yeah i didn't know a few of them but then, like, Ice Cube comes out, and they did, like, an Ice Cube Snoop Dogg, two other guys yeah. sitting on Mount, what what was it, what was it called? Washmore or something. Yeah. I, some, yeah, yeah. Something, I don't know. Wilmot. That was, yeah, Wilmot Mountain. That's what, what it was called. Yeah. <laughs> Wilmot, yeah. It was, it was cool. And I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. The only really performance that was Saweetie, but the... Like, there was just too many performances, and there yeah. was no boxing. It was not a boxing event. It was like a concert event with some boxing in between. Yeah, and then my stream went out the second the Jake Ben Askren started. Like, the stream out. So we spent five minutes turning it on. We literally, like, turned it on, and Jake Paul knocks him out. Yeah. <laughs> so like, we, two seconds later. So we almost missed that whole fight. Yeah, that was great. I just had a comment on the uh, Black Keys situation. Yeah. Um, well, back in that similar thing happened to me back in 2015. I, I was streaming Cubs playoff games, and every time there was a commercial break, the guy hosting the stream, you would see his window minimize the game, uh, and he would open up iTunes and play Tom Petty songs. <laughs> <laughs> what? And then he would go back to the game when it, when the play had resumed. So it was, we were just chilling. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, that why, sounds way chiller why, than commercials. Why were you not able to access Cubs games in 2015? <laughs> um, I was in, actually living in Chicago, but I didn't have cable. And they, it was early round. No, it was, yeah, it was early rounds where it wasn't on um, uh, Fox yet. What yeah. they call like bunny ears? You didn't no, have that for like your television or anything like that? I was a plebeian. There were no stimmies back then, you know? That's true, Pat. Not everybody could afford that, so. Wow. Okay. We're going to go there. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, so, Pat, you were also not impressed with the whole thing, right? You had a pretty similar thought on it all? Well, I'm just disappointed in the fight in general. It's just yeah. because, like, I'm tired of this fucking asshole on YouTube who thinks, like, he can walk around acting like he's, like, some badass motherfucker, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, like, uh, he, he picked, like, the easiest guy to fight from the MMA world who's been retired, had surgery, is not known for boxing whatsoever, and I still thought he was going to lose, and he ended up winning, yeah. like, right away. Yeah. Like, well, I was texting text my friend, so who's like, oh my god, like, that was the other thing. I just, he had fucking handlebars going around his back. Like, it was so disappointing. Well, now he's going to have to fight somebody actually in shape. But Jake Paul's in shape. He looks great out there. Just got to keep chasing the pump. Yeah. That's I'm a Jake Paul, a Jake Paul defendant. Yeah, Steve's a big Jake Paul apologist. Yeah, I'm a big Jake Paul guy. So, yeah, I did put $15 on Ben and lost it. Yeah. Um. That sucked, but next time I'm betting big on Jake Paul. There you go. I uh, want to get to some emails. Wait, here. hold on, Jared. Yeah. Before you get to that, was it an early stoppage, you guys? When guys come back from like punches like that and they're good to go, they're just like, "Yeah, I'm good to go." Like fight, and he was just like standing there. He did seem a little out of it. I mean, I, I, they might have called it a little early, but I think I don't think it was going to go too much well after that. You know, it wasn't going to get much better after that. If I can't scuba. Then what's this all been about? What am I working toward? Now, I want to get to some emails here. Uh, email show chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. It's actually from a certified Jetty God, which is pretty similar. And it's called uh, Three Honey Chub. So it says, Dear Certified Chubbers, congrats on the Three Honey Chub. Wish I was able to join the pod, but I'm actually in the Himalayas certifying the Dalai Lama in chain-smoking cigarettes. So I unfortunately couldn't make it. Can't believe it was just 100 episodes ago when we won the Tour Day certification and established Chubsep as the most certified podcast on this flat earth. Congrats to all involved and tell Pat he has some certies on the way, courtesy of the establishment. Godspeed, men. Best certified Jetty Boy. Wow. Uh, congratulations, Pat. Finally getting certified. Oh my gosh. Yeah, congratulations on, you know, graduating kindergarten. That yeah. was a really, you know well-written email i thought it was very <laughs> i appreciate a nice all that nice information that's great about the dalai lama stuff yeah exactly. yeah I'm, it's it's been way too long since he hasn't been jetty certified that's true uh it's just dangerous for a public figure like that to not be jetty certified yeah so on good on chubstep v dog on what was his name uh Jetty God, certified Jetty God. Jetty, certified Jetty God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got another email here. It's called Ultimate Prank. And it is, uh, it was sent by Fran Jackson, which is uh, assuming the female version of Franz Jackson, who was a jazz uh, musician back in the day. And 
it's a video, Steve, of you. Uh, I think this is maybe something you've done multiple times. You'll have to explain this. But when somebody's looking for water, you put in vodka instead of water? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she the video I pranked my ex-girlfriend. Um, I think it was Thanksgiving at my dad's house. And I put a water bottle. I think I talked about this on the show. Yeah. And then she sent... She actually took a video of me ultimate pranking her. I actually got ultimate pranked myself in Branson very a few weeks ago. In Branson, yeah. Um, somebody pranked me. They put tequila in a water bottle when I was like just straight up drunk. Uh, <laughs> it was not good. And then I put the water bottle somewhere, and somebody put that water bottle with tequila in it back into like they filled it up and put it into the case of water. And then on my way to sleep, I picked up a water bottle and I was in bed, like almost got the spins and like super drunk. And I'm like, Oh, I'll just drink this water. I drink it. And it's tequila water. I was like, the water case was like 10 feet from the bedroom I was in. And I just like, didn't even get up. I went to sleep. <laughs> I was like gonna go get another, and I'm like, I can't. This is just too bad. The ultimate prank. Yeah, I got ultimate pranked. Well, thank you for those. Uh, we're gonna save the rest of these for next week because I want to let you guys get to other stuff that you want to get to. Shit. I got not Tanzania news, but uh, Malawian news. Okay. The, All right. The, hit the action theme song. <laughs> so this is I was doing some Tanzania research but the only stuff coming is just it's dry, it's dry ever since the, the bulldog bulldozer bulldozer yeah ever since he uh laid his pretty head to rest but in Lawi, uh lawmakers rejected over two hundred thousand condoms donated to them by the aids health foundation rejected um, them the members yeah yeah they rejected two hundred thousand condoms so there was media publications in Malawi saying that the parliament dispenses uh, about 10,000 condoms a month and that the legislature runs out of stock of condom placed in the toilets of the parliament building. So there's a lot of so essentially, yeah, a lot of intercourse going on between the Congress members. That's like what this is saying or how I'm taking it. Uh, and then it seems like the AIDS Foundation donated them a bunch of condoms and they were like, no, we don't need, what do you mean? We don't need these condoms. <laughs> Get these out of here. We're the lawmakers. We don't use 10,000 a month. <laughs> and I was just impressed. Yeah. Could be a bunch of drug trafficking too. Oh, in the condoms? You... Using the condoms for, you know what? I know. Hey, listen. <laughs> What are they using them for? Tie um, the stuff into the condom. And then you're going to squirm like a you-know-what. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tape down the lower parts of my pants. I'm going to put cheese near my feet. They're all going to run down there. And for one minute, I'm going to squirm. Squirm like a you-know-what. I can't say it. But after a minute, I let them out to eat the cheese. I'm gone. Thousand bucks in my pocket. Is it like a, <laughs> is it like a <laughs> glitter bomb? 
It's like a glitter bomb from your butt. <laughs> when it explodes, you have this sensation that you've never felt in your life. Yeah. Wow. I'm learning yeah. something new every day. This is amazing. Yep. Uh, yeah. No problem. <laughs> So, yeah, I was just, you know, maybe we should switch. Malawi seems like they're a lot more fun than Tanzania, right? We'll, get, yeah, we'll give Tanzania a few more a few more weeks to, to gather up some good news. Because, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. When you when you get rid of a guy that has a bunch of of news, you know, to talk about, you got to shift. You got to shift your knowledge. Like, you know, SNL, they don't talk about Trump anymore. So now they've shifted what they're talking about on the news. You know, like you got to have to. If things aren't as entertaining, you kind of have to shift shift where your you know stories are coming from. So it's a possibility we could switch from Tanzania, uh, but yeah, we'll stick with that for now. Steed, it, what would be very funny is if the two hundred thousand condoms that like the came from the World Health Organization or AIDS Foundation, whatever it was, if they were like those French tickler ones that you and me bought at the gas station. We just bought this like 50 cent. I don't know why we did that, but we we bought like the most ridiculous thing we could at a gas, like the shadiest gas station in like maybe South Dakota or something. And we filled up this condom with air and we just let it go like a balloon. Just let it float away and go in the wind. You let it go in the wind, but it was called the French tickler. And it. Uh, oh, the French tickler. Yeah. No, the, oh, French, wow. the French tickler was uh, I think that was a, a penis ring. No, it had no. It had it had it had rings on it, but it it was an actual oh. condom. But like you maybe, motherfuckers made me Google this shit. It was a condom. It was a condom. Yeah, the and, French tickler. Yeah, it was. And Steed, it. Uh, but I'm thinking maybe <laughs> that's like what the AIDS Foundation. Like maybe that's just the extra ones they had around. Like why do you guys take these? And that's why they said no. Like let's not assume these are normal ones that they try to get. Yeah, or maybe they were like really small. That's true. Could have been really small. And you're like, these are not going to work. And they're like, no, dude, we need the ones. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we only <laughs> take the small ones. We have all the big ones left over from the 10,000 you used this month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these are going to cut it. He burned us. Gypsy son of a bitch burned us. Excuse me, sir. What are you doing to my friend, Bozo? You burned us. Well, before I get into that, Jared, where does Canada Dry rank on your list of ginger ale? It's the worst one. The worst one? Yeah, it's we had it. When we did our ranking a couple of years ago, we did the double blind. We did it a couple of weeks apart. We had a couple of different people doing it. Consensus was fifth behind generic um, between the three people taking the test. What did you rank number one? Uh, I think we said Seagram's. Okay. Well, anyway, I just had a liter of Canada dry ginger ale today. Yeah. yeah. So Whoa. I'm glad I had the worst one. Good. <laughs> um, a whole liter. Has anybody on this call seen the video of the bobcat attacking a woman and the husband picking it up like Simba? Yes, I'm throwing it. Yeah. No? Oh, you got to watch it sometime. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Other (laughs) than the Jake Paul fight. No, but I've seen the one where uh, a lady or a kid even forces a, like a, what did you say the animal was? A mountain lion or a cougar? Bobcat. Bobcat, yeah, that forces that to like back off by just like acting tough in front of it yeah this did not work in that case people tried that did not work um (laughs) so i guess this is between me and jared jared what were your thoughts on this uh well it's obviously a power move to like pick it up and throw it like that but i don't know what kind of options i mean i yeah i never would have like thought because like anytime i pick up an animal it usually gets mad at me unless it's like our pug or something like that but 
Like, animals usually get more this, mad. Hey, this guy supposedly got bit in the hand three times. Yeah, that adds up. Bo- I'm watching the video now. The bobcat's just mauling his wife. Yeah. I, they're not showing when he picks it up yet, but it's mauling his wife. He was so, like, yeah, if I if, if I could give, like, a little breakdown. these This poor couple, they look middle-aged. They're just starting their day. Like, they literally get out of the garage into the driveway. Um, they got, they- like, their cat with them and, like, a, a pet box or I don't even know, a cage, whatever you call it. And all of a sudden, this bobcat just attacks this woman who's holding this cat. And the husband somehow, like, oh my God, gets the bobcat off the woman and picks it up and just launches the thing. Yeah. Ends up shooting it. They both ended up getting rabies shots. Uh, it's just I, crazy. Yeah, I hope they get rabies. Apparently, it was rabbit. That's why it was going nuts. I would have Jake Pauled that thing right in the eye. I just knocked it out one punch. I would have just gone in my car. Not when your wife's being mauled. Is that what yeah, you're doing? Jared, she, she gets attacked listen, from behind. She listen, doesn't even see it coming. Listen. Like, if you watch the video and listen Can, to audio, all of a sudden you just hear this, like, unhuman, like, growl, and all of a sudden she's getting bit. Can we? Can we <laughs> you guys are missing the whole point of this whole video. Do you notice that the guy does not open up the car door for the girl? Had he done that, had he done that for his wife, wow, uh, she would have been in the car already and safe. Then the thing would have happened. He would have had to kick it, maybe gotten bit in the hand. No big deal. Go inside the car. You're fine. You're out of there. He was being a nice guy. If you watch, he says to the neighbor, he goes, good morning. Says he needs to wash his car. He's he's a misogynist. The guy, he was preoccupied. He just didn't think about it. He's a misogynist. And what I'm saying is that he, like, yeah, again, he said nice, you notice he said nice morning to the guy across the street. He didn't say that to his wife. Like, well, I think that was a woman. That was a woman. Pat, you cannot tell. No, you can't. Go back and watch. He's wearing a pink tank top, Jared. That's the neighbor? quite an assumption, Pat. I know you might wear Here's a fucking deal. pink tank top, but yeah, the neighbor I, is a fucking woman. Look I at just, the hair. Look at the tank top. Yes. Well, then, just well, then can we talk doesn't about... know what he's talking about and wants to fucking refute no, me. No, no, like no. Not, I don't want to refute it. I forgot, that, I forgot that it was a male, but it's also implied that he might have something going on with the neighbor lady. And I think you're kind of just skipping that whole thing, hence why he's ignoring his yeah. wife, hence why he's focused on the neighbor lady. Yeah, let's have a and, serious conversation sometime. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I feel like this is being overlooked and people are focusing on the bobcat, but really I think there's a lot more going on here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's not focus on the bobcat. Let's just focus on some fucking random couple driving their cat to the vet. Let's do that. I'm just saying. Let's not talk about the bobcat. The reason the video is If the people were there, though, they would just be a normal bobcat. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. Much to think about. Sorry to get heated at Mutation 2, but I deal with this every episode. (laughs) Two years ago, a woman strangled a rabbit bobcat to death. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's, isn't that crazy? There's a good Theo Look, Vaughn cat attacks on YouTube. It's so, so it's crazy. There's a good Theo Vaughn story uh, where he talks about this neighbor that he had, and he used to go walk by her. She's an old lady, and she's like, "My cat's so mean," and she'd always talk like like some old lady. And she had this bead cat, and it's like they found out years later that she had like a bobcat living in her house, <laughs> and like, oh my God. like tried to domesticate it, but it was just, just like you know, living its <laughs> like they might have found out after she passed away or something, uh, but it was just <laughs> some ridiculous thing like that, just uh, Louisiana classic. Uh, yeah, so I did see that video, Pat, and again, let's not forget the whole story. So okay, 
Got it, dude. Thanks. <laughs> Let's uh, wrap it up there. We're kind of wrapping up on time. Um, I, yeah, there's some stuff I want to get, unless there's something else, a quick thing some people want to get to. Good. Okay. Yeah, because I got a lot of stuff, but it's these are kind of longer topics, so I'll save them for, for next week. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, Nick, thank you very much for being on the show. I think that's a good preview, and I think that's like the perfect thing of getting some knowledge for people wanting to watch the Oscars. This will be on, will it be a Zoom thing, Nick, like the Golden Globes was? I don't know, but it'll be very interesting because that did not go over well. No, that went over. I didn't watch the I didn't watch a lot of it, but I saw some of it as well as seeing stuff on Twitter the next day. But it was there's some good comedy inadvertently. The, yeah, like the one guy who was the guy that had the acceptance speech and it just got cut yeah, off. I don't know who that was, but they showed um Jason Sudeikis was one viral that night. Yes. He, he's recently divorced, unfortunately, from yes. Olivia Wilde. And he looked like a stereotypical recent divorcee. Yes. If you can use that for <laughs> a, a male. A divorced guy. Yeah, he was in a in a tie-dye hoodie. Um, kind of looked like he was about to cry and, and stoned for sure stoned. Yeah. Yeah. And he's such a funny guy. He he's is. awesome. He is awesome. Comedy. I, I just, yeah, I, I agree. Like it's like some things just don't work well for zoom. I mean, there's so many things we can do with virtual things, but an award show, it just does not play the same. Like if you would get to people to watch it. So we'll see how that all goes. I'm curious to see how these uh, these movies are. I'm definitely going to check some of them out, and I really appreciate appreciate your insight on that. You're welcome. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And uh, we will wrap it up there. Email show chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. New episodes every Thursday. Show has ended, and arrest my case. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.